last time on Dice Heist. After hearing the bad news about Carl, the gang quickly changes tactics and sends Sarah with Mudbreaker to a safe house. As they arrive on site, they notice muck footprints going up the side of the building, and Adam stops the forensic team as they are carrying out Carl's body. With expert precision, Adam does a once-over of the body and finds he was strangled and is clutching a love letter in one hand. Dirk, in style, climbs up the wall to Carl's window to see it was broken in and that this was the obvious point of entry. As Dirk comes down, Adam and him head up to check out the apartment while Bertram stays on the ground to talk with the two witnesses of the crime. Bertram learns two things. The first is that this couple really likes to over-exaggerate. The second is that the perpetrator definitely approached and escaped from a manhole cover in the alleyway. Meanwhile, Dirk and Adam search the apartment above for evidence finding a smashed vial that appears to be the rage formula and a newspaper that is dated for the day Carl retired from Alchemco. Adam convinced that Carl had some of the substance hidden, turns the apartment upside down, and finds nothing and is confident there is nothing here. They also notice that the newspaper has a print of a poking finger by the date, but can't figure out how that is significant. Once Bertram pages them, they head down, leaving the rest of the forensics team to it. Quickly, the group enters the sewers and chases down the culprit, following the trail of footprints and smudges on the wall. After a few wrong turns, they finally come upon an opening that has a slightly raised section with a makeshift workbench made of trash and with second-hand equipment on it. As they approach stealthily, they see a malnourished wood elf with green scales patching his skin that they assume to be Fenian. But Bertram seems less concerned when he notices two crocs following them down the tunnel. When they back into the chamber away from the crocs, Fenian demands to know who they are, and they convince him to talk for a bit. With a wave of his hand and a few words of an unfamiliar language, Fenian halts their approach of the crocodiles so they can talk. They quickly realize that Fenian killed Carl in a fit of rage and regrets it deeply, leading to the understanding that the drug makes people unstable mentally. As Fenian is about to attack the party, Bertram casts fast friends to stop him and to try and force compliance. Welcome back to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Nick, and I'm playing Dirk Vilgoth, and we seem to find ourselves in another sticky situation. Let's see how it rolls out. Uh, Bronson, over to you. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Bronson. I'll be playing Adam Vadova, our rogue wizard. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I feel like we're going to end up spilling blood, but I guess it all hinges on what Aaron's character is going to do. Um, I'm, my name is Aaron, and I'll be playing Bertram. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to make friends in a sewer. That's all. <laughs> you, Raceland? Yeah, sounds like Bertram's favorite thing. Hi, guys. I'm Raceland, our DM. And uh, yeah, so we ended as Bertram successfully cast Fast Friends on Fenian, the unstable wood elf that has been tested on for the last six months just accidentally killed his friend and possibly lover carl 
and you guys are currently just trying to figure out what you're going to ask him to do as a task. So, Bertram, what do you ask of him? Fenian, would you kindly come with us to the safe house? Um, maybe not as angrily? Fenian will kind of, like, look at you, tilt his head a little bit, and... That... That that sounds agreeable. Uh, he only rolled a 12. With the advantage? Oh, he doesn't have it. No, he doesn't, because you guys it. aren't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It ain't come to blows. Woo! <clears throat> yep, you guys got lucky. Well, I'm glad that's settled. Uh, let's make sure we get there as quick as we can. You, you lead. I don't know where I'm going. You won't Actually, tell me where I'm going. That makes uh, for both of us. Didn't Bertram get the get the location from Mudbreaker? Uh, I don't know if you did, but you, you can easily. You just message Mudbreaker and say, hey, we need location. He'll send it to you. Yeah, I didn't get the location. I got kind of his tacit agreement to yeah, ah, oversee okay. or approve the, the these two people meeting. Okay, cool. So you, you're able to bring him in, and you're able to head out towards there. Uh, so you guys are able to find the nearest manhole cover, not the one that you came out of, but there's one nearby. And I don't know if you guys want to go out this one or if you want to continue on to go to where you were before. Uh, well, we probably shouldn't uh, be bringing him up where other people can see him. So I don't know if we can like get to our quad motor and sneak him in there. Or uh, yeah, your your quad motor is back at the uh, at Carl's apartment, so you can you can take him there if you wish. Okay, I guess. Well, hmm. can can Adam? Uh, surmise whether or not there's still going to be like police there. Uh, you're not 100 sure, but you definitely could pull the quad motor over and like, you know, say, "Hey, I found." You know, y- you should be able to grab okay. him and sneakily put him into the back. Okay. If you yeah, to Dirk. To Dirk will run ahead, get the quad motor, and bring it like close to the alley. That way, he could just we could all jump in real quick and drive off. Okay. Yeah. Does it have room so, for all four of us? Yes, it does. Yep, it's a four-seater. Woo. Yep. Cool. Uh, it, it's going to be a little cramped in the back with Bertram and, and Mr. Muck-covered guy, but that's okay. <laughs> I know our quad motor is going to be so gross. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, the, the quad motor's pulled up next to it, and it seems like the police have kind of... They're, they're done with their investigation here and have kind of left. Um, but... Uh, Adam, Bertram, and Fenian come out of the sewers, and Adam and Bertram, you guys kind of look around first, make sure there's no one watching, and mm-hmm. usher Fenian towards the, the quad motor. And he sits down in the back, uh, complying, and you guys slide into your seats on the quad motor. Quickly. Alright. And we're off. So, taking the address that Bertram gives me, I'll Start heading there. Yeah. Do any. Do any. Fuck. Is. Is it possible for people to see from outside of the quad motor, like into it, pretty easily? Like, do we need to probably cover up? 
I mean, he just looks like an elf who's slightly deformed. So, like, people really don't know what he looks like. It's it's kind of like you guys have seen what Sarah looks like. A few people in the precinct have seen what he looks like. Anyone who worked on him at Kelmco would. But, like, the general populace, no idea. They just see an elf who looks slightly deformed and probably look the other direction. Are there a such thing as, like, magical cameras in, in this city? Like, could Alchemco be watching through? A- I mean, there are, but they're not widespread. It's something that, like, the rich use around their own uh, residence or the okay. the bigger offices of the bigger companies and that sort of thing use it. Or maybe, you know, by the docks, there's, like, a recording software of some or, like, recording magic of some sort, you know, but uh, or, or, like, detection, stuff like that. But but just someone riding in a car or rather in a quad motor uh, is not is not going to draw that magical attention. Cool. Perfect. And we're off. Vroom. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. Okay. So you guys head along. Sorry, I had to stretch real quick. Uh, you guys head along. And you finally come to uh, the safe house, uh, which is actually just kind of off to the side, a um, little bit towards the, the dingier part of the city. Um, seems like this is not the best area, but also... Uh, there's very few businesses around this area, which is why it's used as a safe house. Uh, so you guys are able to pull up directly to the residence and can go inside. As you see, uh, two people that you recognize at off- as officers kind of just sitting on the porch, just chatting, um, but they are not in their uniforms at all. Uh, when, when they see your car pull up, they both do stand up, though. Or when they see your quad motor pull up, okay. they, they stand up. Okay. Uh, Adam will get out quickly and try to just like motion uh, Finnegan in as, as like fast as possible. Okay. Yeah, you do that, and Fenian is just like moving at his own pace right now, just along with the the magic of Bertram's spell. Uh, just kind of like lethargic. He feels like you know what I mean with right, his right. feelings. We're super just... good friends. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just kind of like. Okay, he's he's like being Eeyore right now as he as he moseys in, not at all hearing unless you guys literally drag him, which I'm sure you will eventually. Yeah. What what's the duration on that spell? An hour. Okay. Yeah. You you guys had time to get here. We'll say, hmm, wandering back through the sewers, grabbing a quad motor, getting him in, going to the location. We're gonna say a half an hour has passed. Okay. Since then, not a, about halfway done with with the time that he has. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right, and you guys enter in, and sitting in a chair is Sarah. Uh, Mudbreaker is uh, currently by the door, and he opens up the door for you when you come in. Hello there. As he looks Fenian up and down. Found him. Yeah, brought Hello. brought him back. Uh, Finian, uh, Sarah's right over here. Uh, hello, Sarah. <laughs> uh, I mean, does does he have any like emotional reaction to seeing Sarah right now? His eyes just seem a little glazed right now. Like he 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 continues walking over to Sarah and is standing directly next to her, and then just stops, and seems to be waiting. Just kind of like, and then he peers over towards Bertram. Ah, does this strike me as normal for? Uh, the effects of this spell. I mean, normally they're they're a little bit more friendly and upbeat when you use this, 
but uh, apparently his deep depression is kind of seeping into the effects of the spell, and he's just kind of like lethargically going through the motions of your requests, uh, almost as if he is a depressed friend leaning on you for what to do. Is he fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> is this a bruise? Yeah. Raceland as a DM, yes, I'm fucking with you. Him oh. as a as a character, no. <laughs> yeah, I just I just wanted to add some if this is a interesting ruse. flavor. And no, no, he no. actually did. He actually did resist the effects, but he's yeah. Okay, and so uh, Dirk's actually gonna mention to Mudbreaker that like they're they're trying to get out of Dodge and escape before Alchemco can get a hold on them. Apparently, their blood is the secret ingredient to this to this drug that they're looking for. So they're they're trying to escape, and this after effects on them is making them very irritable. Bertram needed to use a little bit of charming to uh, get him to agree to come with us. So they once that fails, they might be much more aggressive, or at least he will. So. Fair warning, and they will most likely try to get away. Uh, Sarah, Sarah kind of looks up at him and says, "Fenian, where's where's Carl? Were you unable to to get him? Did did he not want to come with us?" Uh, Carl, as it were, was killed by Car- Fenian. What? Yeah. She she looks up at him and just kind of like backs away. You killed him? The side effects, the rage, seem to get the better. Of- uh, and, and Fenian just kind of like drops his head and tears begin to fall from his eyes. I I don't believe this. What, what happened? Did, did he... Did he help them? Why? Why did you kill him? And and just he Fenian just kind of like looks at her, just silent, and then looks back over at you, Bertram. Fenian, go ahead and answer her question. I, Sarah, I, I, I killed him. He, he, he did not want to come with us. He. He did not seem like he was genuinely upset that I was gone. He seemed like he he wanted me gone. It took him three weeks. Three weeks, and he didn't even tell you. He told no one of what happened. He knew. He knew there was something wrong. It's why he resigned. But he told no one. He didn't fight against it. And as as he pleaded to me, I just, I got angry, and he died. Uh, Sarah just seems, like, shocked by this information, and, and just backs away from him and sits down. She looks at her hands, and then she, she looks up at him. You, you did this to me. You made me like you. You made me someone who would murder someone I loved. And as she says that, she stands up and grabs the chair underneath her and flings it at Fenian. Oh, shit. 
as her body begins to grow in size. No, calm down. Uh, Okay, well, she misses, and the chair goes flying past Fenian and just crashes against the wall. Dirk, you have to duck a little bit as it goes flying by your head. Um, And and it seems like she just kind of bulked up a little bit and then slowly goes back to her, her new altered size. Her new altered normal. Okay. So, Mudbreaker, I have no clue what to do from here. We have all the answers, but they don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a fucking pickle if I've ever seen one. I don't know what the fuck to do with these two chuckleheads. Oh, fuck, he killed Carl? Okay, well, we need to get him in chains now why is he still free I doubt if we anger him chains will hold him very long he seems to have more control and more strength than the others okay well we'll get a lot of chains and we'll tie his ass up get something ready to sedate him get his ass back to jail or get his ass to jail he just murdered an innocent man Yeah, yeah, and although the side effects of that drug do not give him an excuse, yeah, we do need to take him in, but they, I feel like they are a key for us taking down this branch of Alchemco. But they are also the key that Alchemco is looking for, for their serum, to make it stable, and we can't let them get a hold of them. How do we put him in jail, keep him there, if Alchemco can undo it? I don't know if Alchemco could easily undo it. It's kind of governed by everyone, so Alchemco could try, but it'd still have to be them going against the laws of the city. And while they're fine doing that before Verdict is stricken, it's not as easy once it has been. Well, we have his confession and magically induced confession. If we're if we're gonna get him in chains, we better do it while Bertram's charm is still intact. All right. Well, we better add qu- act quickly. I'll send the group to get some chains. I guess whatever we have in the the vehicles. Um. You guys have anything we can tie him down with? Dirk, did you bring an extra pair of galoshes, but not a large set of shackles? Um, can I... Dirk, Dirk, Dirk reaches behind him and pulls out a set of large shackles. <laughs> um, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, though. Like, possibly out of his ass. You don't know. <laughs> well, they can't smell any worse than he already does. <laughs> it's fair though Ugh. Uh, Bertram if if you don't mind asking him to comply hold your arms out and together please okay still failed you're good nice <laughs> I didn't know if you, you knew that that would be something that he wouldn't normally do but you know I mean yeah I would imagine so 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he holds him out and he's waiting. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess Dirk's going to shackle him. And Adam's going to keep his eye on Sarah to make sure she doesn't make a move. And as he does this, he's going to look to Sarah and say, we promise we won't hurt him. We promise we'll keep you both safe. <laughs> Please hurt him. I want to hurt him. He deserves to be hurt for what he did. And well, he will she... face justice then. Justice isn't good enough. Uh, she she begins to kind of grow in size. No, and starts moving it. towards him. Stop please, it. please don't. We we're trying to avoid this conflict here. Adam, if you Adam's... if you attack him, we will be forced to put you down. We don't want to do that. You look. He he has to be put away. But if you do this, we'll have to take you down too. Please don't do this. So she's kind of looming over you as as you say this to her, as she's kind of grown to her her hulked out size and is standing next to Fenian. Wait, 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 wait. If if uh if she starts walking over and doesn't like stop when Dirk is talking to her, okay. Uh, Adam Adam would intervene and Okay, yeah, she's just walking directly towards you guys. Does it as you're talking to her. Can Adam tell? Does it look like she just totally has her fucking mind made up at this point? Uh you can make an insight check to see if maybe you can determine that. I'm gonna try Where'd my die go? Oh. Ha! <laughs> That's a nat 20, baby. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're not sure. She's she's not really sure what she's going to do. She seems oh. very unpredictable in this stage right now. Okay. Hmm. She seems like she's just, she's just coming up to square up to him in this discussion. Squaring up to Dirk or squaring up to Finn? Dirk. Okay. Dirk, because you're the one telling her, just just leave him, and she's just getting angry at you for that, and just just marches up towards you to look you dead in the eye from above, intimidatingly. Okay. Or she thinks intimidatingly. Can I hold my action? And if she makes an attack, I would like to attack her. Yeah, of course you can do that. Okay, Dirk's got to do something that's either going to be really cool or really stupid. <laughs> All right, I love this. I love this statement. Let's <laughs> let's see what happens. Roll them dice, guys. All right. Oh, oh wait. Are we are we rolling for initiative or are you just no 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 no? Just tell tell me what you're gonna do because okay. you're you're doing something risky. That's what I meant by rolling the dice. Okay. So behind Dirk's back, he's gonna start moving his hands, doing the uh, the I believe there is a. Uh, component for that the yeah, verbal somatic and material yeah so he's going to be using his hands behind his back for the material or the somatic components for this and as he does this he's going to say to her sarah i have something important to tell you the other day i tried to catch some fog i missed <laughs> And he's going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on her. All right. And what is your spell save, DC? Uh, 15, wisdom. That is a 16 rolled, and she has a straight wisdom save. Uh, her response in this is a backhand across the face. Uh, <laughs> or an Not before I attack her. Uh, oh, no, you, you attack her after she goes. That's how a reaction works. Okay, so she's attacking it- me. 
What's yeah, she attacks you, and then you can react with your prepared action. Okay. Well, that so, was a waste of a spell. In the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to matter, but... All right, <laughs> so... Let's see what she does. Okay, Dirk, does a 17 hit you? That is my armor class. All right, well, reaction for uncanny dodge. As she... She threw me across the room last time. Now she's bitch slapping me. <laughs> I guess the yep. same trick didn't mo- work twice. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, so, you take a damage. Smash. Ooh, Mudbreaker is going to be in this combat. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, that's going to be a 13. 13 damage to you, Dirk. Okay. So you can half that to six? Yep. Alrighty. Oof. Alright, so now we can roll for... Wait, hang on. So, Adam, go ahead and do your thing first. Sorry. You got it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna fucking attack her with Booming Blade. Get boom. Cool. Boomer. Got boom. <laughs> Man, that would have been so cool if that would have worked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> would have been. The odds were ever not in your favor, though, because I had rolled a one, a four, and a four as my previous rolls, so. So I have a natural 19. Uh, I'm sure that my bonuses are going to put it over 20. Uh, I don't think that's going to hit, though. I think you need a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you hit. What are you doing for damage? Yeah, let's see. So it's a D8 thunder damage. Mm-hmm. And then plus the oh, weapons no. damage. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I believe I am adjacent to her, so you get sneak attack. That is correct. Yes. Wait, I get... S- You're a rogue, aren't attack? you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have sneak attack. Oh. So you get to add your 2D6. So you're rolling 2D8, 2D6, and adding your dexterity modifier. You don't need to worry about the different types of damage with this creature. Just to make things simple. That works. That'll speed things up. That was my intention. So Just that's... increase the hit points to make it work. 17 plus my dex. Nice. So is that 19 or 20? It's another 2. Okay, so 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 19 points of damage to her. Decent hit. Yes, All right, sir. uh... Go ahead and roll Initiatoire, please. Initiatoire? Yes. Como se dice initiative? 18. All right. Okay, Bertram, high roller here. Time to smack back. I rolled a natural 19, so with my plus four to initiative, that's 23. Okay, and Adam? Five. Yep, yep. You never disappoint. <laughs> you can always count on that low roll from you. Uh, what's that? It's a fucking A. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Hmm, this we'll see what happens. But yeah, Adam would have like drawn his sword uh, like immediately after uh, she backhands Dirk, and his glove, his gauntlet would light up with like a blue thunder, uh, and basically like run up the. The right hilt here. of the blade into the actual uh, blade itself and in just one swift motion would slice across probably 
I'm standing next to her. Yeah, probably like the left side of her cheek, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you catch her on her cheek, and this like uh, sound uh, happens as she's encased in kind of like this uh, almost imperceptible bubble of your your booming bleed. Uh, So, Dirk, you get to start the initiative on 23. What you got for us? All right. Well... As Dirk does, he's going to do the same as uh, Adam just started out with. He's going to whip out his rapier and charge it up with a booming blade burst of energy and go in for a stab. All right, rip it up. Go ahead and roll that attack roll. You will get your uh, your bonus. So that's a natural 19 plus 7, okay. so that's uh, 26 to hit. Nice, definitely hits. So sneak attack. Weapon damage and booming blade. So that's uh, 16 damage. Okay. Rolled pretty low. Yeah, it happens, but 16 still is nothing to laugh at. Okay. And uh, all right, so there is now kind of like this this imperceptible bubble just got a little bit thicker. Uh, and is now, like, kind of oscillating between, like, this bluish color and almost this greenish tinge. Kind of uh, causing this, like, aurora color. And then to kind of entice her to get away from uh, Adam, I'm going to jump off to the side and be- and give her the come-at-me motion. Okay, uh, cool. So he's going to put, like, ten feet between them uh, with his awesome. mobile feet. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yep. Um, so that is it for your turn. Next up, we have Bertram going on 18. I'm going to pull out my pistol and shoot. Okay. That What's that bang bang? Ooh, natural 20 to hit. 26. Nice. All right, so you definitely hit it for a 26. Go uh, ahead I'd like and... I'd to use my Psychic Blades feature. Nice. So you're going to do, what is it, 66, right? Yep. Nice. nice. So I'll roll the normal damage. Uh, normal damage uh, with the crit is 17, and then the 66 cuts crit. Another 17. Nice. Okay, yeah. So 17 piercing and 17 uh, psychic. So 34 Damn. points of damage total. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bertram showing you two up. Pew. Uh, and this this blast rips through her arm and just like there's just this giant chunk missing from her and like the reverberation it kind of like shocks up her body and immediately like you can see her the pain in her head as she clutches it and there's like some blood running out of her ear uh, from your psychic shot Uh, is that it for your turn or are you doing anything with your bonus action Um, so Dirk's move I'm going to give Adam a bardic so okay. Eight. So cool. Adam has a D8 of Bardic Inspiration that he can roll high enough to never need. <laughs> and <laughs> if Bertram's done with his turn. I wonder when Bertram's going to realize that he can just keep using his things to b- buff his own damage and not <laughs> waste it on Bardic Inspiration. <laughs> yeah, well. Apparently it works. That's all right. It does. I'll give him some incentive soon with a magical item. All right, so uh, if Bertram is done with his turn and is just kind of waiting there 
to fire off another round. Yep. Uh, the Rage Hemoth is going to go. Uh, and the Rage Hemoth turns towards his, or rather her friend, Fenian, and just makes the grab attack that uh, she used on you guys previously. Uh, can you enlighten me how responsive he is? Like, will he so, defend himself in a fight? Yeah, I mean, they... So, essentially, other than the tasks and things I give them, they're mm -hmm. pretty much their own person still. Okay, okay. Um, but they're but still just friends. Kind of, so Yeah, yeah. I've, did, just, I've just been, like, having him come with us, and then when that test came, I'm just going to wait around. All right. Did she move enough to trigger Booming Blade? No, she was right next to both of you. Okay. She has a reach, too, so. Okay. Uh, so she slams out and does hit... Uh, Fenian with her grab attack. Uh, Fenian is going to make a strength saving throw to resist being fully grabbed. Ooh, and that's only a 12, which is not going to beat the DC of 15. And Fenian gets lifted off the ground after taking uh, a handful of damage. Hang on a second. Isn't this some good quality music? This is Giants on the War March. Earth Shakers Go to War by Renee Van Toll from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dyson. All right, so she grabs Fenian and is, uh, Fenian is being held in her hand, and now Fenian gets to make another saving throw, correct? Um, I don't think it's when they're, I'll, I'll reread it. I don't think it's Anytime they damage. take damage, I thought was one of them, the conditions. Double check. That sounds right. It makes logical sense, but it might not be true. 
Now, it's just if the service or activity might cause harm to the creature, or if it conflicts with their normal activities, then they make a, another wisdom save. Okay, so yeah, um, he's not affected by that then. Yes. All right, so he gets grabbed, takes damage from it, and then, Dirk, you have a Fenian coming flying at you. Oh, yay. <laughs> and Fenian makes a deck save and fails the check, so both of you are going to take... Do, does that damage. have to be a an attack roll against me, or do I get like a dexterity saving throw? Or anything? No, it does. It gets to make a check against you. Okay. Uh, what is that? Twenty-two. Oof. All right. So that will hit you. All right. Uncanny for, dodge. Uh, six points after unca- uncanny dodge. Okay. So he will take that amount just kind of go skittering across the floor before standing back up and commencing his you know waiting for orders I guess I don't know uh, so next up from uh, the rage hemoth is uh, mudbreaker uh, so mudbreaker's going to oh fuck and he'll he'll reach down grab his sidearm and start and pops off two shots at uh, Sick. Uh, but that's a natural one and a natural three. So Mudbreaker's shots go a little wild. Apparently he's been <laughs> sitting behind a desk for a little bit too long. Uh, Mudbreaker kind of curses to himself and kind of skirts around to uh, get some cover behind some of the furniture uh, to get a better line of shot. Next up we have Adam. So, Adam's still right next to her. I'm going to take the disengage action as a bonus action uh, for rogue, or per the rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I actually might switch it up. I'm, I might do uh, as an action disengage, and then as a bonus action, start my blade song. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And All right, I so- will move my full movement to an empty corner of the room where there aren't people. Okay, so you move to an empty corner of the room about 20, 25 feet away. Cool. I think that's it for me. Yeah. I've that would be all of your, yeah, stuff. unless you, you want to use your other 15 or like 20 feet of movement. So, uh, Next up is Dirk, back up at the top. Alright. Uh, am I prone right now after getting hit or... No, you did not go prone. However, uh, Fedian is prone. Okay, so I'm gonna charge up back at her and uh, leap at her with another booming blade, trying to trying to hit her. Uh, okay. Let's see, uh, that is 18 to hit. Okay, 18 does successfully hit. Okay, I do not get sneak attack now because Adam moved away. Yeah, you got nobody. Uh, and there's no booming blades around it currently. So Okay. Until after this attack, obviously. So that's another 15 damage. Okay. Uh, and then awesome. booming blades on her. Uh, All right. I'm going to... I don't know how much... No, I still probably have a good amount of movement because I just was 10 feet away before. So I'm going to yeah. move 10 feet back standing in between her and Finian. Okay. And I'm going to yell at her. 
Quit this now or I have to kill you. Uh, and there is a roar in reply at this, as if there is no getting through to her. Uh, from there, we move on to Bertram. I'm going to shoot her. All right, go bang. Bang. Okay. Uh, How good was the bang? <laughs> is it a is it a psychic boom blade? Or psychic boom blade. Psychic boom <laughs> bang. Yeah, if it hit. Natural one, so I have a misfire. Oh no! Ooh, okay. All right, so I'm gonna let you let you choose here. Yeah, you can either have a misfire, or it could go stray and hit someone else in the room. Um, which means you could still <laughs> use it next round. <laughs> that's fucking tempting, you. Slide, I mean, there's a chance you'll. It, there's even a chance you'll hit your actual target. You won't be able to add your psychic blades to it, but I'll just have it misfire. Okay, so it misfires, and now you gotta spend some time to fix that. Yeah, I'm just going balls and holster it. If I still have the action economy to take, yeah, out my yeah, you can here, definitely holster it as a free action. Okay. And and your hand is like you know you get a little burn mark on your hand from the the pistol backfiring a little bit on you. Damn sewers! I'm gonna <laughs> draw my rapier if I can. Uh, yep. That that'll be my turn. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you can draw your rapier as your bonus action, since you're not using that for anything. Uh, so then next up is the Rage Hemoth. The Rage Hemoth is extra ragey right now, uh, and is going to charge uh, forward at Dirk. So go ahead and roll that booming blade damage for me, which I think is two d8, right? Uh, correct. Okay, cool. I, I think mine still might be on her, too. Nope, uh, it ends at uh, the end of your next turn. Yeah. So your turn oh. has ended since you attacked her. Yeah. Oh, I see. So that's another... Hence why his, he doesn't have two on her. Yeah, so that's another 10 thunder damage. Okay, so 10 thunder damage. Uh, and from this, it does kind of throw her off course, and she seems to not be looking great from this. Uh, not quite on the verge of being taken down, but still... Uh, seems to be just pushing through with this rage in her blood. And she is directly uh, in front of you now and is going to just start flailing on you wildly and take three smash attacks against you. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, uh, first one is a 20. A natural 20? No, the first one is a is a, is a a dirty 20. Second okay. one's a natural 20. Uh, yeah, uncanny dodge on the crit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the third one's only a 13, so you're going to take for the first attack. Okay, well, that's just garbage. Seven points. And then for the crit. Good thing. Uh, that's 21 for the crit, half to 10. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, fuck is right. I would definitely agree with that statement. Right. Uh, and, and she just stops and is just like, just breathing heavily right in front of you. Her, her claws having scratched across your face uh, from swinging down at you now from that um, and we move on to Mudbreaker who's like holy fuck stands back up and just fires off a couple more rounds uh, not quite as wildly this time this time he strikes with one of them alright so he is going to do five points of damage to it from that one shot Okay, uh, and that's it for 
Uh, Mudbreaker, next we move on to Adam. There's a reason why he sends you guys into combat instead of going in himself. <laughs> so Adam, right. from back here. Yep. Fuck, I mean, I feel like the best move is just to do good old frostbite. Okay, so you fling a frostbite towards the rage hemoth's back. Go ahead and make an attack roll, or do I need to make a saving throw? I can never remember. Pretty sure it's just an attack roll. Okay, sure. Get details now. Okay, so I made an 18 from my roll. Or no, 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 no. It is a uh, saving throw. It's a con save. Okay, so I will make the constitution saving throw of only 11. Definitely does not pass. So nope. it'll take a d6 cold damage, and it has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes. Uh, and that's 2d6. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, 2D6. it is 2d6. Another yep, because you're level 5. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, fuck. Uh, as my bonus action, I am going to use one of my rogue abilities, one of my inquisitive abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, it allows me as a bonus action uh, to use to make an insight versus deception check on a creature I can see uh, to be able to sneak attack it when uh, when not disadvantaged for a minute. So like, even if I don't have advantage on it, I'd still be mm -hmm. able to uh, sneak attack it unless I have disadvantage on that attack okay. roll. Yeah, so you don't need someone near you, and you don't need advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so I'm going to make that, uh, what is it, uh, you said a deception check for them, and you roll an insight? Yes, sir. Okay, so go ahead and roll that. Oh. Let me know what you get. Not great. Don't That's worry. He's got a minus three to charisma. Twelve. Twelve? Also, okay, well, that beats the four. Damn it. It beats a four. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I rolled a seven minus three. It's Fuck. not. This was not going to be a difficult roll, unfortunately. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you successfully are able to, you know, get in this creature's head and are able to get that sneak attack in on it no matter what, just by, you know, fainting in and out here and there, throwing Dude. it off its game. All right, so that's it for your turn. Uh, how much cold damage did you do? I'm sorry. I might have missed that. I don't think it's all right. It. Cold damage. We've got. A whole whopping two points. Oh, my. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, he's looking okay, and uh, it seems like uh, she's got some frosted tips now. Uh, next up, we have Dirk back at the top of the order. All right. Dirk's going to continue doing his thing. He's uh, pretty hurt. Uh, she's right up in his face right now, right? Yep. She's right up in his face. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, yeah, he's just gonna go in, try to aim up towards her upper chest, neck region, and try to booming blade her again. And okay. That crackling white energy just envelops his rapier as he goes to thrust it into her. Okay, yeah, so you roll that. Go ahead. Mm, uh, 14 to hit. 14 to hit will miss so you gotta go to dive towards her jaw and as you do so um she turns her head at the last moment and uh is able to um kind of brush past your rapier and swing around to the side of you so now you're just kind of like thrown off your balance a little bit against her okay uh 
just just for flavor's sake, how tall is she? Uh, about ten feet tall. About Maybe 10 a little tall. bit taller. Okay. Cause yeah, she's definitely like hunched down a little bit in this space. Uh, but okay. she she seemed to be hunching before, like whenever they go into this rage mode, they they seem to be hunching a little bit. And then, how far away is the nearest wall for Dirk? Uh, what do you mean? Like Dirk. nearest wall to Dirk? Yeah. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk's, okay. Dirk's gonna run up a wall. Okay, okay. So we'll say that the nearest wall is only 10 feet away. Okay, he has plenty of movement. So yeah, he's gonna run up the wall and go as high as he can. Okay, yeah, so you can run up the wall. Uh, it takes 10 feet to get to the wall, 10 feet to get up to the ceiling, and 10 feet to get back to where he was, if that's where he wants to be. Uh, no, he's, he's just gonna be... Well, actually, like just on the ceiling. Actually, at all, if or? the ceiling is just ten feet tall, there's no point. If she's ten feet tall, <laughs> there's no point yeah. to that. Uh, so no, he's just gonna run as far away from her as he can get in the room because he's pretty hurt and he doesn't feel like dying right now. Okay, so my question for you is: uh, Do you need to land your hit with your mobile feet, or do you just need to make an attack against them? I just need to make an attack against them. Okay, otherwise, so even a miss. Yeah, otherwise still I gives could you even bonus. use disengage as a bonus action and run 40 feet. So, Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, you're able to dash away, and you're kind of over towards Adam right now because uh, that's the opposite corner. Okay. Uh, and that's the furthest you can get away from her. Sure. All right, so that's it for you, uh, and she kind of turns her head towards you, and now currently it is Bertram's turn, and this rage hemoth is facing away from you. What do you do? I'm going to kind of flourish my rapier in my hand as I mm-hmm. go and try to stab it in the kidney. Okay, so go ahead and make an attack roll with advantage. Yeah. Uh, that is 23 to hit. Okay, so with a 23 to hit, uh, you are able to stab directly into this creature's kidney, and it kind of reels back as it feels the pain, and and Dirk and Adam can see the rapier just barely piercing through maybe a few inches on the other side. Go ahead and roll your damage. I'm going to use my uh, psychic blade ability. Nice. Uh, the normal damage, piercing damage, will be 11. And okay, nice. psychic damage will be 10, so 21. Okay, so 21 points of damage. That's actually nice. really good. Uh, she seems she falls to one knee as this happens. Um, Bertram, I'm going to let you do something a little bit extra. As a bonus action, if you'd like, you can make a, uh, you can twist your blade to do a little bit more damage to her. Uh, what this will do is she will need to make a constitution saving throw or suffer the damage of your weapon one more time. Yep, we're going to do that. Okay. So she makes constitution saving throw and it is a flub. That will be... Do I roll again or take the original? Uh, you can roll it. Roll again. Ten. Ten? Okay, nice. So you do ten points of damage, and this creature, as you twist the blade and yank it out, uh, your rapier does a raking uh, like line up its back across from the kidney all the way over to the opposite shoulder, and it just kind of reels back in pain as you're kind of spurted with blood uh, from this attack. And the creature just falls over in this heap in front of you as it slowly begins to decrease in size. I'm just going to flick my rapier to get the 
blood off and slam okay. it yep. in my sheet. Yeah, so you do that quite efficiently and quite uh, quite sexily. <laughs> and uh, yeah, combat has been ended. You have Mudbreaker kind of huddled behind one of the couches, uh, just kind of looking at this this fight as it unraveled. You have Fenian who is just kind of sitting on the ground, um, kind of looking at something in his hand, and is just kind of just waiting for all of this to be over. Uh, and you have Dirk and Adam huddled in the corner, Adam seemingly just waiting to get the right move, and Dirk uh, definitely looks very hurt at this moment. Yeah, yeah, Dir- Dirk's Dirk's definitely looking rough at the moment. Uh, where do we go from here, guys? I want to go over to Dirk <clears throat> and just kind of help him steady himself and cast Cure Wounds at their level. Nah, okay, thanks, man. Who decent roll? That's twenty HP. Oh, yeah, nice, pretty good, nice. Did anyone else even get hurt besides Dirk? Nope, you're our tank. <laughs> yeah, you are our tank. I'm sorry. Uh, you you like to go in and just like threaten these rage monsters, and they're like, "Okay, I attack," and yeah. then you're like, "Why they attack?" <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't. I don't question it. I, I just. I know. I'm just know. curious to see if anybody else got hurt. No. I no, you a do a good job of... on me, but it's not mine. Yeah. You do a good job of keeping the focus on you, like a good tank, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all just a show. All right, so you've successfully killed Sarah, um, and uh, and Fenian is just kind of huddled in the corner right now, just kind of almost comatose from what's going on. You said he was looking at something in his hands. Yeah, he looked like he was looking at something in his hands, but when you look back over just now after you know your quick interaction. You don't see anything. Maybe he was just looking at his hands. You're not sure. Hmm. Well, Mudbreaker, I have... What the fuck? Um... So... Fidian's going to jail. Sarah is dead. Can Alchemco still get what they want from deceased Sarah? Fenian uh, says, not if I don't let them. And you hear a click. Fuck. Hmm? A click? Yep. Oh, no. You hear a click. And all of you feel this intense heat. Oh, fuck. Very quickly. As... You you are able to now see, uh, sitting on the floor between Fenian's legs, is what he was looking at originally when you glanced over, and it's this small metallic heart, and it seems like it's broken in half now, and it just begins. It glows white hot in an instant, and immediately Fenian's clothes begin to catch flame, and he goes up in flames with a small screech side of the, uh, the the safe house just begins to erupt in flame. Dirk yells out. As if out. a fireball had just been cast directly on Fenian. Dirk yells out, everybody out now! And just starts booking it. Uh, Adam is going to try to like hold back some of the flames while people get away using frostbite and just fucking just over and over again casting the cantrip uh, out of his gauntlet just trying yeah. to like 
slow the spread of the fire. Okay, can you make a uh, spellcasting ability check for me? Yeah. You can use your proficiency modifier. This is just your ability to, like, keep it at bay so no one gets harmed by this as everyone's rushing out. Are you moving towards the exit as you do this? Uh... I would probably not exit the room until everyone else had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, eventually I'm leaving, and the goal is for me to not catch on fire myself while I do that, so... Okay. Just kind of like be frozen for a second. It just staring at this point. Dirk, Dirk grabs him by the collar and and just starts dragging him. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow myself to drag him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For for that spell thing, it's not a spell attack. So is it like? No, it's not. Just go ahead and make your attack roll though with. This is just to see how easily you are able to keep the flames at bay and to make sure no one takes any damage. Right. A high enough roll will just... I was wondering... So, the, so there, there is a such thing as like a spell attack and then there's the other thing that also has to do with spells and I can't remember what that's called specifically. Uh, Your spell save DC? Is that, what it, is that what it is? Yeah, those are normally the two things that you use. But in okay. this case, I'd like you to roll, so I'm making you, you roll it. it instead. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Fucking A. Alright, in here. That's bad. That's 16, and then with my spell attack modifier, that puts it at 23. Okay. So yeah, you are successfully able to pull the flames at bay, and everyone is able to make it out of the room, uh, followed by you. Uh, Is anyone grabbing Sarah as this happens, or are you leaving her body here? Fuck. Well, now that it's on my mind. <laughs> yeah, this is like your last thought as you were getting ready to back out of here. Uh, I don't know if anyone else grabbed her or not, but I will let you guys decide that. I know this is happening fast, but... Dirk, Dirk would have wanted to, but seeing as he needed to focus on frozen Bertram, he, he, yeah. he was dragging Bertram out. Okay, so Adam has the choice to grab her as he uh, stops fanning the flames with his uh, frostbite spell. Uh, is there a window in this room where I could just throw her body out? What's your strength? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it's nine. Let me no. see. What the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you could drag her out of a window if you tried. Unless you have uh, Her shrunk spell. down form is about seven feet tall. And she is solidly built at seven feet tall, even in her shrunk down form. All right. Uh, it is possible for you to slowly try and drag her out if you wish. Or, you know, yell for help. Hmm. <laughs> I guess Adam would yell for, like, Dirk. Okay. Dirk, I could, I could use help, and Adam's going to quickly run over to Sarah and just start dragging her so, towards okay. downstairs. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk hearing him and seeing back after securing Bertram out of the building, he's like, ah, fuck. And he'll run back in to help Adam. Even though he doesn't necessarily agree it's a good idea to preserve her body, he'll help Adam anyways because 
figures Adam's going to end up dead if he doesn't. Okay, so whoever has the highest strength sword, go ahead and roll with advantage as the other one is giving a help action. Well, I think that's me, and that's not saying much. <laughs> so I'm at yeah, because don't you have a 10? I'm at yeah, 11. Yeah, you have 11. Okay, okay. One of you has inspiration. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, God. Uh, so the difference... The one yeah, I think, I think right. technically I'm helping Adam because it was his idea to do it, so... Right, I just wanted to give you guys the option to do it in the most advantageous way. That's yeah. all. I will so, try Adam, it. go ahead and roll your advantage strength check. Got either a 12 or a natural 19. Uh, that's okay. minus one because Adam's weak as fuck. Uh, so that's an 18. 18. And then now let's add. It's a D6 or D8? D8. Dope. Add How much four. does it hurt that they didn't know what it was? That puts it at 22. Okay, so with a 22, you two are able to strugglingly pull it out um, as the flames lick at you and they ignite uh, the back of your clothes as you are dragging this out and each of you will take a small bit of fire damage, only one point, as you get her out and are able to stamp down your clothes with just small singes on uh, your, your skin underneath, mostly protected by the thick clothing. Okay. Oh, yeah, we do take one point of fire damage. Correct. Yep. All right. More I thought it was going to be more. I rolled a D8, you know, so. <laughs> and it might have caused bad things to happen to Dirk, possibly, so. Yeah. Figured it was worth it. Bad things to happen All right, to so, me. Yeah. Uh, so, um, she is fully out of the building, and the building is just beginning to fully catch and is just going up slowly. Um, you hear the sound of sirens as uh, the emergency quad motors are being uh, sprung into action to come and uh, do something about the fire. Uh, And they will be slow to get to this area of the city as it is the less rich side, the poor side of the city. Wow, I couldn't couldn't figure out that word. Alrighty then. Um, So yeah, they are moving as quickly as possible to put out the fire, but everything has just gone up in there. Alright. Okay. Alright. Uh, Adam would be like huffing and puffing right now, and probably coughing from from some of the smoke. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, we pan out from here, as our three heroes have just witnessed the death of Finian, the person who they were searching for this whole time, and they had just killed Sarah. Uh, someone who also had the rage serum in them as the emergency authorities converge on them. And the three of you sit in the precinct later that evening Wait. as... What's up? Adam, Adam, before we leave, Adam wants to make sure that Sarah is, like, dead dead. Yeah, yeah and, Sarah is super she's dead. she's not going to, like... Like she's not gonna, no signs of like regeneration, anything like that. Like, nope. Good. (laughs) No signs of regeneration. Hold a mirror up to her nose. uh, Use a ball peen hammer to smack her on the forehead. Uh, So yeah, you guys are back at the precinct, and uh, you guys are sitting in Mudbreaker's office. Uh, Dirk, you are severely bandaged up. You have a big bandage over your face from the scratch given to you by 
Sarah, and uh, the three of you are just kind of just waiting there, kind of almost pensive. And um, Mudbreaker finally walks in and says, okay, we did it, guys. She, we were able to get a small sample of her DNA before we made sure that she was cremated. So there's no way that they can find her. There's no way that they can do anything about it. Good. Well, now that sample needs to be protected at all costs as well. Yes, it does. And he takes it and hands it to you, Dirk. I protect it with my life. I take one at all. It's... Well, because... It's our evidence. Because... I... I obviously don't know when to do the right thing. So, I leave it in your capable hands to decide what to do with this vial of evidence. Either to use it in your trials against Alchemco and all the evils of this world, or to destroy it as you see fit. The news came in today. Alchemco seems satisfied with our results that uh, we uh, chased Fenian back to our hideout as uh, he was trying to get to Sarah and kill her. Uh, apparently no one has noticed that you guys were the one who transported him, thank God, but they seem pleased by this resolution, uh, at least in the public eye. Hmm. All right. So, I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, before you go to bed, I think something else is in order. Uh, I'm going to need your badges, please. And he has a grim look on his face when he says it. And Dirk will kind of casually just reach for his and just kind of look at him and say, yeah, can't say I didn't see this come. And just kind of plop it down on his desk. I'm just going to frisbee mine on top of the desk. I think you'd be <laughs> surprised. He looks to Adam. Yeah. I guess... I guess Adam will do the same. Okay. And as all three are laid across the desk, Mudbreaker opens the top drawer of his desk and reaches into it, uh, moving stuff around and then puts the three in there and then grabs three other badges and pulls them out. Yeah. The ones you passed in were all of a silver color and these are now of a gold color. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. The fucking Louis. <laughs> so... Couldn't keep a straight face for too long as he breaks out in a smile as he as he begins passing each of you your your new IDs. Um, well, guess what? Uh, up top was uh, so happy, but how will you solve this case? They uh, they approved your promotion request that I put in. Uh, for the most part, you guys are just senior investigators right now, but that does come with its own perks of having a higher chain in command. So. Use your power wisely. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Chief. Or unwisely. And he winks at you. <laughs> All and, right. And as he <clears throat> says unwisely, he feels a, a mage hand just kind of tickle his ear. <laughs> Motherfucker, stop doing that, Dirk. God, I fucking hate it with that thing. Where the fuck is it? Make it visible right now. 
and he and it just kind of goes visible in front of his face and it's waving to him. <laughs> yeah, he jumps back and pulls out his firearm and just fires a shot up at it. He just goes right through it, but like you know, just, God damn it! It's like fucking snakes. Put that All away. Right. I've seen your how good of a shot you are. <laughs> Shut up, Bertram. Just, just <laughs> at least, at least I didn't fucking oh you know jam my gun in the middle of the battle. Yes, well, I stole it from pirates. What do you want? You told me you stole it from the Silver Sail. Yes. Get your well, story straight. There were pirates on the Silver Sail. Yeah, okay. I feel like you just don't know how to clean it right. All right. You guys would just hear get the out of my door office. Get, get. as Adam has just fucking left. <laughs> yeah, like him. Why can't you guys be like him? Just get out, okay? Before I take this promotion back right now. Also, uh, you guys will notice a pay increase coming up at the end of this month. So, uh, yeah. That should help solve your situation at the uh, at the towers back there, huh? So, maybe get yourself a little bit of a bigger place. Nice. I kind of like where we are. It's just... Uh, Nerdwells know where we live, and also, it's not pudding proof. <laughs> and it smells like dirt, too. Maybe we should, we should all get our own apartment. I'll just kind of <laughs> say with the smiles I'll leave the office. All right. All right. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up this episode of Dice Heist as we finish off this arc, an alchemical anomaly. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh, what we've done here so far. Uh, I think that this arc went in a completely different direction than what I was planning, and it just keeps getting a little darker every, every arc. And I really hope this next one isn't too bad, especially on Bertram, who seems to be nearing a breaking point. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. Our next episode will be released on Sunday, July 25th. And this is going to be a Lore of the Lands episode. This time we decided to make it a full episode instead of making it a .5 bonus episode just because I wanted to put a little bit more time and effort into it to give you a better experience from it. So this will be a full episode this time that will you know, be required to understand the transition from this past arc into the new one. I want to give a special thanks to Nick for letting us use his song, Something For Now. I'd like to also thank my wife, Erica, for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes and additional help writing flavor text with me. I'd like to thank BattleBards personally for their help improving our show by giving us access to their immense library of music, background, sound effects, soundscapes, even NPC dialogue that I've used on sparse occasions, but still it was immensely helpful to try and immerse you guys in the world that I'm trying to create with this story. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free 
to reach out to us there or send us an email at diceheistpodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, I want to mention that our giveaway has finally had a date set. So we are going to draw all six winners on July 30th. So uh, on July 30th, I'm going to draw all of those names and I will be sending out a message and also posting the winners of the contest. Uh, And these winners will be winning uh, sets of dice, scale mail dice bags, and owl keychains. Once we're able to get in contact with you guys, we can send you all of your gifts. And just to give you that last little bit, we're going to make sure that we, uh, we announce in our episode released on August 1st. We'll make sure and announce who the winners are there too, so you guys can check your inboxes and get back to us so we know who to mail all of these things to. We really appreciate you guys being patient with us, and we really hope that those that do win these items really enjoy them. So thank you again very much, and thanks again for listening to this episode of Dice Heist, and stay tuned for the next episode next week. Bye for now. No, it doesn't hit you. Your armor class is... I have to roll above it to hit you. Oh, I thought you have to hit the armor class. Pretty sure it's above. Right? Uh, Anyone else confirm this? uh, Sorry, say again? uh, To hit someone, you have to hit above their armor class, not at their armor class. Meat? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so if you see 16, you need to roll a 16 or better. Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll have a bunch I'm of nerds it up, listening I'm, in, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, it hits." <laughs> I'm a, I'm 100 percent sure that's wrong, but I'm gonna look it up because I you guys all say I'm wrong. So, oh, 100 percent sure. Ooh, I I said I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, not 100 percent sure. Oh, no, you say. guys seem 100 percent sure that I'm wrong. Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> or I could have been playing D and D wrong last half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just how we've been playing at this moment. I've been playing D&D wrong for a little bit, so that's why I'm saying that. Okay, yeah, I think you guys are right. It is equals.